Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we're back in Louisville, revisiting everything old Forrester for a special barrel strength offering. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? Doing great again. You know, enjoying the uh, weather we're having here in Cincinnati. Surprisingly, we're not having so, outside of like one weekend over Christmas, not as bad of a winter weather as we've... (laughs) traditionally had right not, so not, enjoying that not in the zeros not you know, yeah. the, 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 the negatives <laughs> yeah uh, yeah knock on wood you're right how are you feeling that you kind of got screwed out of a fantasy football championship yeah i mean you know it it is what it is at this point i mean i got screwed out of fantasy football but it was like it was just the guy that was the number two seed and i lost to him i was the number one and i lost to him by like six points right because of the whole D- demar hamlin the situation Bengals, and the Chiefs, Be- or not Chiefs, uh, Bengals, yeah, Bills game, getting yeah. canceled and everything. Of course, uh, thought, it, thoughts and prayers with Demar and his family. Thank God he's uh, he's doing he's, bad. He's doing yeah, much he's better. Doing thank, a lot better. Than, um, but yeah, I just because uh, I'm the manager of that league, and I was like, man, I just feel like Andy's getting screwed here. But I don't really know what to do. Um, but anyways, th- thankfully it's not for money, so it's, it was just bragging yeah. rights. So <laughs> thankfully, like there's no money lost, and it was just for it's not like you bragging lost, rights. Not yeah. like you lost out on anything. Unfortunately, your name won't be going on the trophy that's in hey, this office. There's always though. next year. There is always next year. But anyways, let's jump into the podcast. We love Old Forester. We both went there. You've been there before, but we both went there together on my, my for my bachelor party. I loved it. It was really great, and I'm and I love their whiskey, so I'm really excited for this one. So Andy, let's let's do it. Of course. So for a full breakdown. Um, of the brand and the distillery and all that. Uh, again, much like um, Maker's Mark last week that we talked about, we do have an episode previously discussing all of that, uh, episode three, um, going down through that full breakdown of everything about it. But just kind of as a brief recap, um, it was founded in 1870 by uh, George Garvin Brown. Um, he didn't call it Old Forester at the time. Um, and the brand that he originally founded ended up becoming... What we now call today Brown Foreman, who is a parent company for Old Forester. Mm. But um, basically what be- ended up becoming Old Forester as we know it today was founded back in 1870 um, by him. And it was the first bourbon that um, was bottled in actual glass bottles. Uh, and this was, at least for the time, you know, pre 1897 pre um like bottled and bond act and a lot more of the strict federal rules on how you have to do and like make and sell bourbon and everything like that um this was a big deal because uh you know basically most other whiskey proprietors sellers whoever uh they either weren't putting in glass bottles It, it was a lot shadier of a business let's just say that um so you didn't necessarily always get, or you didn't necessarily always know like what you were getting. Um, you know, there was just a lot of weird things that were going on, weird things that were allowed. You know, you might have things that were um, colored with battery acid or colored with tobacco, things like that. Um, and or it was just sold straight out of a barrel. You know, so there's just a little bit more shadiness there. But you know, George he wanted to sit there and basically in making these glass bottles and putting it in there in that sealed glass bottle basically he said you know what this is my reputation at stake this is my brand's reputation at stake i want to make sure that our reputation collectively is strong 
like people know what they're getting. So that's why he chose to be, you know, basically at least the first bourbon or American whiskey for the time um, to put his whiskey in glass bottles. Um, and, you know, they were also one of the uh, six licenses. They were awarded one of those six licenses during uh, Prohibition to distill and sell bourbon um, during that decade, decade and a half there, roughly, um, in America, that Prohibition existed. You know, they were allowed to distill and sell, at least for medicinal purposes, uh, distill and sell uh, their bourbon through doctors and everybody and pharmacists and uh, to the general public. Uh, and, you know, leading up to Prohibition, it was also a leading brand uh, in the country based upon their sales for the time. Uh, and, of course, like I said earlier, they eventually uh, were rolled up into the Brown Foreman um, conglomerate, their line of whiskeys that they have. You know, they have a few other famous ones like um, Woodford Reserve, just to name another famous one there. Um so, and that's like the conglomerate family, the Brown Foreman name is a conglomerate family um, that basically became what uh, George Garvin Brown started out, um, as we know it today at least, and then Old Forester was the brand that he started, and the Brown family actually still is involved, um, his direct descendants, I forget which generation they're on, um, post him at this point, um, they're on in the family, like owning and managing everything. Uh, but they're still like heavily involved with Brown Foreman as a parent company and Old Forester specifically, uh, doing a lot of stuff like their president's choice, uh, which is another very heavily allocated um, product through Old Forester. You know, they basically sit here and select that through or help select that through Old Forester uh, to then bottle and sell. Um, and they were one of the, you know the first brands that this had ever really happened to, um, where they, um, you know the the founder was also kind of rolled into a giant conglomerate like that. Uh, most of the brands traditionally today are being bought up by a lot of like Diageo, Brown Foreman, whoever. Um, but to kind of get into the one that we're trying today, um, and what this was. Um, where this came out of for Old Forester. Uh, I wanted to say this program for them, at least outside of something like a store pick or a, um, you know, like a state pick, something like that, uh, like the single barrel program that Old Forester themselves is mass marketing. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I want to say that they started it in either 2019 or 2020, somewhere around there, if my dates serve me correctly, um, where they're basically treating that as a quote-unquote core expression, i.e. they're they themselves are releasing it as a distillery, not, oh, hey, a consumer or Ohio as a control state could go in and pick it. Right. Um, it's something that they're releasing um, both in a couple different variations um, that I'll get to here in a second, but they're releasing it as a core expression, so to speak, in their lineup. Um and it was primarily, you know, the two the two expressions that they have. So first of all, they have like a regular uh, hundred proof single barrel that was originally started out as I want to say a ninety proofer, but then they realized like everybody wanted the hundred proofer, so why not just make it that? Sure. Bump it up to ten proof, like the five percent ABV, 
Um, and then the other one that we're trying today is a barrel proof single barrels. Um, and these are the ones that I think you can do like the state picks, store picks, um, limited group picks, whatever. Um, I think barrel picks. And the one we're trying today is actually, um, <clears throat> especially for anybody here in the Midwest, probably knows them really well. We're trying an, um, an Old Forester single barrel barrel proof um, picked by the party source. Let me get the bottle here and I can read off some details about it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> But, so this one, uh, so like I said, it was Party Source. Um, Party Source picked it over in northern Kentucky. It's barrel number 6923 um, in Warehouse G, floor 6, uh, bottled at 125.9 proof um, by them. And this, like I said, the single barrel barrel strengths, I believe, are the ones that you can Anybody could walk in, or any group of people, any store can walk in and actually do the picks for. Hmm. Um, whereas they're just their regular single barrels that bottle at that 100 proof are the ones that they just release themselves in a more limited fashion um, that some stores might get an allocation for. But um, before we go into the tasting here, last thing I want to say I know at least the barrel strengths. I think also just a regular single barrels that they proof down to the 100 proof. They do both in the bourbon, which are trying the bourbon today, and then they also do the barrel strengths at least in a rye expression, their rye expression. Um, unfortunately, I haven't seen one of those around in Kentucky or um, southeastern Indiana or Cincinnati market, but luckily we were able to get at least a barrel strength bourbon, uh, which, the one with the blue label. Um, yeah, and this one retailed me at least out the door at Party Source. Um, they're in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati market. I want to say about seventy bucks, sixty-five, seventy bucks at least. Um, so again, kind of like the makers that we discussed last week, maybe on the pricier side, but you know, in my opinion, worth it. Uh, because I was able, you know, once I bought it, like I just. Me being impulsive, me had to try it because I love Old Forester. Prior to us doing an episode, of course. Um, so, with all that being said, let's just dive right in. Let's just start the tastings. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Ooh, very nice, very good. I uh, get a little bit of like a like a nutty, maybe a little bit nuttier note than Old Forester typically gives. Yeah. Um, on it, but definitely like a barrel note on it. Um, you know, definitely a lot of those traditional notes on it and yeah. that bourbon typically gives, especially Old Forester gives. The nose is very light for a, a barrel strength. Yeah. What was, very what was the, reminding, what was the proofage? Um, the proofage on it, this one specifically that Party Source picked was a 125.9. Yeah. So 62. Smell like a yeah on the nose. It is, does not smell like a one twenty five. Yeah, it's just under sixty three percent alcohol by volume. Well, let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Wow. Ooh, strong. Yeah, quite strong. Definitely, yeah, definitely hotter on the palate than the nose. Um, 
125, though, I mean, that's up there. It, it drinks well for it, but, I mean, you can't deny yeah. that it's just very hot it, when it's at a 125. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this, Are you picking up any specific notes on that on it? I, for me, at least, I definitely get, like, a mapley note a little bit in there. But maybe that's, like, a mapley note I'm attributing to, like, oak note on both the palate and the nose. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot, but it's yeah. definitely not... It's not my favorite Old Forester. Um, definitely, definitely not my favorite. I probably have a couple, like two or three, in front of it. But again, I just like a one twenty five proof is just not really my style. I'm, I'm usually sticking yeah. closer to like the hundred range. Yeah, well, exactly. And like this is like once you hit that one twenty to one thirty ish plus yeah, range, it, you're talking real you're, strong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking kind of like uh, I know I forget which episode we did this in, but um. Like you're talking like Stag Junior, yeah, Booker's, Booker's, a lot of BTAC range yep. Yep. in terms of proofage. Um, definitely something to, as far as that proofage goes, you know, respect it and don't just treat it as like a shooter. <laughs> right. We did a small pour for this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely not something you're gonna just be like. You're gonna be quickly drunk, drunk oh, if you yeah. try and just like do shots of it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Not that for the price tag, I advise doing shots of it. But definitely not. But, it, it's but, good. but 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 very good. Yeah, I know. I completely yeah. agree. Especially, it, I mean, it is what it is. Like it's a like when you get this bottle, it's gonna be exactly what you would expect out of what you're seeing on the label. What do you expect from this brand? Yeah, that you you can't. Yeah. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah, definitely a, a worth you know having on your shelf. Yeah, exactly. If you can find a bottle, I would definitely sit there and say, you know, get a bottle of it. And it's sure. one of those ones that I would say at the end of the day, probably worth sticking an ice cube in. Just because yeah. of the proof, yeah, yeah. if nothing else, just water down just that slight bit, and you, you might enjoy it. You're better. gonna enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share every episode of Distilled Discussions. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. <laughs>